Hi, I'm Ellen Sentier, the Heartful Badass Coach. Being badass is about being the real you, being strong, feisty, confident, knowing your own truth and walking it, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, with a heart full of joy and boundaries that really work. I learned how to be the real me through telling and writing stories, and now I'm a best-selling author as well as a badass psychotherapist and coach. I tell stories a lot in podcasts and blogs and in the coaching programs I do. Being authentic, living your own story, that's being the real badass you. And being real badass is being full of heart, caring. Because we've lived through all that shit, haven't we? So we know it in our bones and we really do truly feel compassion. So come on. Let's do some badassery. Let's change ourselves and watch the whole world change around us. Let's make our lives, our businesses and our hearts sing. Well, hello everybody again. And I am lucky because I've got Jules Chabot with me again, the wildlife artist, who hopefully you saw her previous one which was quite amazing and we've got a story she promised us a story at the end of that pony story which we will bring in shortly into this one jules lives in derbyshire so sometime i have to get over there because derbyshire is not really very far from me and she's lives in the countryside there deeply in the countryside and she's an artist who's deeply connected with nature and she's well able to produce pictures of nature and her art it really helps others make that connection with nature themselves and I know Jules will have some stories about that and today we're actually going to be talking about Scottish wildcats which we'll tell you a little more about in the moment in a moment but this is her glorious picture of the Scottish wildcat. But before we go any further, because I know we're going to forget it, Jules, I'm going to stop the screen share and you are going to tell us the pony story. <laughs> <laughs> Last time. Well, thank you so much for having me back again. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed our first conversation and I'm I'm just as excited to can continue and carry that on. Um, so, yeah, so we were... We just were reaching Meow, weren't we, last time? And uh, yeah. <laughs> sort of popped into mind. So I was pondering how to tell it because it it um it was very it was a very intuitive experience. And I think that's what maybe the, one of the key messages is. Um certainly my my passion, right from being a small girl, is that I somehow remembered and I know quite a few people do come in remembering but a lot of people don't come in remembering and that's not that there's anything wrong with people that come in not remembering it's just difference isn't it but I, like remembering who you were before yeah remembering that we're all connected yes, and well, yeah. non-verbal language communication energy whatever you want to call it that is inherently there and yet we do have to apply certain um, uh, beliefs and 
um, states of being in order to to make that connection and to build that connection. And so that that sense of intuition, for me, I, I feel lucky that I've always had that, even though lots of people have said to me, well, you know, well, that's a bit strange. Or when I was young, I'd be told not to be silly because animals did talk or communicate and they weren't trying to reach out to us in any way and still today I get people that will say well you're a bit strange aren't you saying things like that but now as I get older I care less and less which yeah. is good, good. Um, so, so the pony story is, is a beautiful one of many examples and I'm sure you can share plenty as well where there's an intuitive call and it started I was in my car I was coming back probably a couple of years ago now I was coming back from somewhere, I can't remember where, and I suddenly had this feeling that I needed to go an alternative way home, which wasn't the most direct, and our busy mind normally does the, oh, I've got time to do that, but I knew I knew better, and I felt this call, and it came from my heart, and I thought, right, well, I'm obviously needed, so I drove the alternative way, it took a little bit longer, and as I hit the lane, um, I drove along a little way, and I was because I've had this happen so many times before, I was aware, I was, my eyes were open. I wasn't off thinking about stuff. I was aware in the moment. And as I drove along, there's a gate on the left, which I knew about, and there was some ponies that lived in there. Um, and as I drove up, I could see them all were clustered around the gate. And I just felt this, it wasn't even verbal. It was just a pull over, come and see us. So I, duly well who wouldn't I mean I love ponies anyway I love all animals so I pulled over got out and I just as I do anyway um just was as usual in awe of them and oh you're so beautiful and how lovely to see you and you know just thought oh it's a lovely opportunity for me to connect with these beautiful beings and um, I just stood with them and was sending my energy and sending love and respect to them. And gradually they started to part. They were moving away, the ones from the front. And the ones at the back were pushing forward one of the other ponies. And as this pony came into my visibility, I saw that she had barbed wire all wrapped in a mane and round her neck. And she was clearly saying, please they were all can you help and and I said oh my goodness what's happened and and I said well thank you so much for for bringing and I do talk to them I talk out loud but you can do it in your head as well can't you if there's people around worried they think you're a bit crazy you can just think it and they will they'll absorb it they understand your energy oh, yeah. yeah so I said look what I'm going to do is I'm just if you can stand really still and quiet for me I could very carefully start to, and I knew that how dangerous this was. I didn't have any gloves or anything because I was coming back. Yeah. So I basically just took my time and just kept talking to this beautiful little pony. She was as good as gold. She did not move. And it must have taken me, I don't know how long it took, but it must have been 20 minutes mm. to untangle it from a mane and I mean there was meters and meters of this stuff and it's horrible I mean I hate barbed wire anyway mm. um all the ponies stood all around her it was like they were saying we're here with you mm. and I just gradually gradually took it all off and I finally got it off 
uh, and I carefully removed it and put it into my car and disposed of it when I got back. And then as soon as I'd done it, they just all grouped back together and they just stood with me um, for probably only about five minutes. And I just said, oh, thank you so much for, for letting me, you know, help and be of And I could just feel that this beautiful love and I, you know, I do have a very strong connection with horses anyway. Um, and it was just, again, time disappears. Yeah. Um, my awareness, there could have been other people. I don't know whether there was anybody else around because it all disappeared. Yeah. And it felt like such an honour for them to have called to me and so incredible. And no matter how often it happens, I'm always just blown away by it. You know, you're just like, oh, yeah. just that is so incredible. Even even in my heart, I know that that's the way the world is. It still always blows me away. So, so I thought that was just a lovely story of how you know how much trust they placed in me, and and how I you know had to trust them as well. Because if if she'd have panicked or pulled away, it would do her a lot of damage. But it would also have you know probably quite you yeah. So, so it was an amazing, amazing encounter. Yeah. Oh, it certainly is. And I, one of the, I've had this kind of thing happen to me as well. Mm. Um, mine, I was out walking with a friend uh, on Exmoor, and mm. there were some deer over in the other side of a wall, mm. a hedge, and. Um, we could feel them calling to one particular one hind, these big red deer. So mm-hmm. one hind was calling and, uh, you know, said, yeah, hi, you know, we're coming. Mm-hmm. And so we came over and came into their space. Mm-hmm. And what had happened, and she came right up close and the others, like you, like with your ponies, the others sort of followed her and they like held the space. Um, yeah. And what had happened was her calf had got caught on barbed wire in the hedge, was hanging by the back legs. Oh, no. Uh, We know how it happened, and I will explain. Um, The blasted hunt had been out the day before. They hadn't been after deer, they'd been after foxes, but they make such a racket and they're such a nuisance, they're chasing everywhere. The deer had run quite rightly and of course the calf didn't know what to do and got stuck in the hedge he'd probably been there for 20 hours oh my goodness Uh, i'm not very strong but i do know what to do but my friend fortunately she's she keeps cattle of her own she knows how to deal with this thing and she's got good muscles and good back and that and between managed to lift the calf Mm -hmm. again without struggling off the wire and get him completely disentangled. Like, yes, he was cut and scratched, but nothing was broken. Yeah. Back down on the ground. And yeah. he ran, he ran to mum. Yeah. Mum um, sort of nuzzled him. But then she stopped and she stood and she looked at us and you could feel her saying, Thank you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And That's it. what gets me, I and mean, it's happened, happened with you because they, they pulled you onto a different road. But they yeah. contact you might from miles away. Well, space and time does not lie <laughs> in it this. The, it was the same with us. We weren't going to go that way. We were going to go in quite the opposite direction. But no, 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 let's go this way after all. Oh, yeah. 
hadn't gone that way, we we wouldn't have been there, and the calf would probably have died. Yeah, yeah. No, it's incredible. Very cool. Incredible. I know. I love, I love it, and that's you know that's why you know you can you can connect with animals from images. You can connect with animals that have passed over. You can with animals that you've met in Australia that you're tuning into that afternoon from Britain or wherever. And that's, you know, that's another part of intuitive knowing, isn't it? That time space is not constrictive because when you're communicating from the heart, it transcends all of that and is immediate and very powerful, you know, much more powerful than we could figure out. Yeah, they come down this route instead of go your normal way. Come this way because we need you, you know. And um, I could feel um, when you were telling the saying, I want to tell the story last time, and I was saying, No, keep it for next time. Um, But I could feel that it was a rescue story. And you hadn't, Jules hadn't told me anything about it other than it's my pony story. And (laughs) um, but I felt it was a rescue story. Yeah. They do. I mean, there are so many occasions that, I mean, people working with dolphins and sharks even, and they're like, help us. Mm-hmm. And the person's gone and done it, and everything's all right. Yes. Yeah. And even, you see those lions. I mean, and you know, you've got lion experience. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The lions are incredible, and, and they, will, they will call for assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think they, I don't, I can't explain it, um, but I think they, they know, they can feel the energy that's available to access and they will call on that energy that feels heart-centred and, and, yes. and present because without the presence, they can't connect with you. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you have to have that presence and we can't, I don't think there's many humans that stay in pure presence all the time. I've been one or two over the over the entirety of our existence, but um, but we sort of come in and out of it as best we can, don't we? But um, but I think they tune into that. They do, and I think they tune into the fact that this is perhaps something you do regularly. Because I mean, I'm sure you do it when you go out for a walk, and I do it when I go out for a walk. I do it when I go out in the garden. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah. Connecting to the, the plants or the birds or whatever it is that is around you, and some people like naturally do that, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and some people um learn it. And one of the things I mean, you do with your paintings, and I do particularly with the retreats and things that I do, is mm. I help people to like relearn this exactly, exactly. Leave, remember, you can. Possible. It yeah. is a special gift. We can access it. Yes. And if we're willing to practice it and also we're willing to believe it because yeah. dependent on uh, what we've been taught and how we've been taught it, that can be more stubbornly in place than uh, in some than in others. But, um, but yeah, because I think the believing comes first Mm. um and then the skills flow from that don't they because if you're trying to practice it but there's a belief going (laughs) you're right you you find it much more difficult but um it's something 
I find, because um, I teach this stuff as well in, in other ways beyond the retreats, and people come and they want to do it. Yeah. They go through all this, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm an imposter if I try to do this, you know, all of the usual stuff. Yeah. Um, and because that stops them. Yeah. And I do find actually that when I'm working with, you know, people who are deliberately on that training with me, um, yeah. they tend to get not necessarily massive but quite often quite big experiences happen to them they sort of i call it oh great you're getting a steven spielberg mo moment you know the special effects team is out you've got it <laughs> it might be something like you know uh, suddenly this pelting rain stops and you get a shaft of sunlight yeah it might be even like that or you suddenly realize there's a robin singing you know this far above your head um, yeah, exactly. It, something happens or somebody once found um sort of turned around in the grass and like about three feet away sitting up was this hair mm. it was like yeah you know breathing stopped and everything yes. um, but it was something that so sort of said yes you you are doing it you can do it keep going you're doing the right thing it's like yeah. nature sort of does it for you you know they give you that encouragement well, I know a lovely um, lady that I used to work for, Linda Tucker, said to me once, um, nature always responds generously to those with open hearts. And that's so true yeah. uh, because your what happens in, in truth is that you're opening your receptivity to that beautiful, pure connection that is unconditional and you know omnipresent yeah. and and when you connect into it that's for me that's why i go oh, you know it takes your breath because it's yeah. so beautiful and it's so it's that unconditional love that as humans we often struggle to find that among our own species because there's so much conditioning and messiness and all this worthiness unworthiness um stuff yeah. that has been a slightly uh slightly <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> heavily <laughs> development within us yeah. um yet at any moment like you say it is possible with the with the will and the desire mm -hmm. to begin to to part that those curtains of pushing away and blocking and unworthiness and actually say we're all part of this beautiful um sentient being that is planet earth yeah. and the cosmos beyond yeah. um have to allow ourselves to let go of all the stuff that tells us we're not that's the big thing isn't it allow yourself to do this again i had another experience yesterday i i've just done a retreat and there'll be a bit about it on linkedin and facebook and that so gorgeous six women um with me uh, lovely time and mm. we spent time at stone circles because mm. we've got an uh three or four thousand year old one on the hill above and a friend of mine who i work with a lot has built one about eight years ago in her grounds mm. and she's built it properly and with intent and asking the stones and asking the land and you know not deciding she was going to put it here without sort of you know what do you think about this? And 
the whole thing was sort of like real collaboration between her and the spirit of place that, where she lives and everything. Yeah. So she also rescues horses. Mm. And they're lovely. And we also work with them uh, quite mm. often. But mm -hmm. yesterday, just to go and like, you know, this was an old stone circle we went up, went to. And then this is a new stone circle that we're coming to. Now, how are they different? How do they feel for you? Mm. Um, so there was lots and lots of stuff of that. But the animal thing that happened, and they hadn't realized it would. I thought it might, um, but it did. The horses are all around this stone circle. They're in the paddock separate from it, but they're all around it. Yeah. And one of them was lying flat out. She was totally relaxed. Horses don't lie out, lie flat down for very long or very often because they're prey animals. And, you know, you're lying out like this. You are lunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the old, 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 millions of years old instincts stay. So there's always one horse, like, keeping a lookout. Guardians. Okay, yeah. down. Yeah. This one horse was down. Mm. So everybody went in the circle and they really got connected and still inside themselves. And you could feel everybody's sort of coming into, into the circle, excited, you know, buzz, 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 buzz. And then they got in with the circle and it all went down, 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 down. And as it went down, three other horses lay down. Mm. And one step, one, another one lay down, but she was up with her head up. She was on lookout. Yeah. And yeah. they didn't realize this. They they noticed. Um, and then they were still down when we came out. And I said, look, you know, they were able to do that because you brought your energy right down. You felt yeah. really lovely and calm. And it all yeah. felt peaceful and gentle and safe. Mm -hmm. And so they lay down. Yeah. All the women were like, oh. <laughs> it was just that. They were thrilled. They're absolutely thrilled. We, we walked out very, you know, carefully and keeping their energy down so that the horses didn't need to get up because we were leaving or anything like that. No, it's That's a lovely, lovely example, isn't it, of how yeah. how we so how we affect yeah. our things, and and that doesn't just apply to animals and nature, and we our nature, but it applies to the room we're in. Yeah. Yeah. People with and if we're in a you know we're in a cafe or somewhere we're affecting all the time with our own energy and how we hold ourselves and how we you know allow our energy to transmit so it's great they're great life skills all round aren't they whether you're completely are so I mean imagine you you know there you are you're the, you're you're leading a team uh, you know mm -hmm. work somewhere and um you're sort of like this, and your energy's all over the shop, which it might need to be, but your team is going to be like that too. Mm -hmm. They're not going to know how to respond with you and what you're going to do. Yeah. And again, I'm hoping to be able to do this in the future, and, you know, I think you probably feel it as well, is like I'd like to get, get in with team people and sort of say, look, it's okay. If the boss is looking shaky... Can you all get to a stage of sort of saying, hey, 
just sit down a minute, Ellen. Let you know, let me get your cup of tea and a glass of water, and then you know we'll have five minutes, and then tell us what yeah. it's about. We'll help if we can, and then we can get back to work. Yeah, exactly. I used to do this when I was working in the Ministry of Defence leading teams, yeah. um, and it works. But it seems to be got lost. Yeah, I think um, we're uh, heading in interesting directions generally as a species, aren't we? We seem to be. And I, I used to do that exact work um, for a long time in my previous corporate world life. So, yeah, I've had many experiences and have loved working, leading teams into um, wilderness experiences as well, which is yes. always very powerful. Mm. Um, and if people, some people are very drawn to nature and wildlife and others aren't. And again, I don't think that's, you know, good, bad. It just is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But when you come to know how much your your state of peace and balance is mm. and how you can work with that, and it's not about, you know, ignoring no. um, troublesome emotions. You need to learn how to work through those as well. But, yeah. but being able to um, uh, stay steady, you know. Yeah, yeah. Matter what's going on around you in this day and age in the world we're living in, it's absolutely you know invaluable to us um, yeah. and everybody around us. So, you know, I think whatever your passions are in life, it's it's key life skills, isn't it, to be able to, like, as you say, be aware of your energy, work with your energy, and do what you can to stay balanced um, or appropriate, yeah. really volatile energies that need to be released in a, in a healthy way and also if you get in that state and i mean we all can at times something can happen in your life it just blows your mind yeah not in a good way and yeah. to actually be able to say you know i'm sorry guys i'm in a state this morning could yeah. somebody you know, can you can you just hold the space for me give me a bit of space give me some tea and, yeah. um, do you mind if I just tell you for a minute because I've got to spill it somewhere but then of course you can't just do that from the boss's state you know one of the team comes in in an equally bad way and says, hey you know Susan sit down a minute now guys Susan's not not feeling right somebody get a cup of tea now what's going on Susan exactly and be there for them because yeah. we're not bloody robots Exactly. And that's sadly, I mean, it's it's variable everywhere you go, but you can see it in cultures um, all over the place. And it's, it's so to me, it's so sad because it creates so much suffering and the suffering creates more suffering um, and it's quite contagious. And I think that's that's the challenge when when it becomes culturally acceptable um, that people are particularly in business, are horrible to each other because that's the way we get things done. And you think, mm, mm, no, no. Well, you, get, you get some things done, but they're probably not the things done that you would want to get done. <laughs> I honestly don't think you ever get good work done when people are behaving like that. You'll get no. work done, yeah, but it'll be sort of scraping the barrel. Or sabotaged or something. Exactly, yeah, yeah. As whoever the customer is etc etc so and going back to your pony story you know your ponies were able to call you from miles away 
actually, mm. you can feel this with people just as easily. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, your boss is going to feel it. Your team is going to feel it. Yeah. The customers in the shop are going to feel it. Yeah, they might not even realise what it is that they're no. feeling, um, but they'll feel it. And yeah. As you raise your awareness, you can then be more able to get a sense of who it is. And I remember when I was about seven, um, I was sat at school and I was, <laughs> I must admit, I was daydreaming because the, the teacher was a bit boring. Um <laughs> In this state, which is the prime state for intuition, isn't it? That sort of daydreamy state. And um, and I remember thinking, oh, my mum's just opened a letter. And um, and I got home and I said, oh, have you had a letter? And my mum said, what do you mean? I said, well, earlier I was you know sitting in class and I saw you opening a letter and she went, oh. And it was a letter that she'd been expecting. So it was an important letter. It wasn't just a, yeah. a letter, any old letter. And I felt that, and I and I remember I remember that memory really vividly, mm. because um, I think what happened with me is that I got to learn fairly quickly around that age that it was much easier and more uh, unconditional and straightforward to communicate with nature and the animals than it was yeah. human ones who were a lot less predictable and and you know yeah. and not following the rules of nature, and I, and yeah. I think that. Was stands out for me but it's important to like you say to know that there's nothing there's no difference yeah. in the location the only thing that might differ is the chosen response that that person gives back yes if, when you approach them or mention it something to them so and that's, that's that can be a bit horrible um but it, usually because they're frightened yeah exactly you know. or they you, 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 I opened a letter and you were at school, you know, 20 miles away. What? That's yeah. possible. No, no. And you get all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, luckily, my mum's very, no. mum's always been intuitive, although she, she sort of hid it or covered it up. It wasn't there, but she knew that it was real. So that was, that was okay. But uh, like you say, others can be quite um, frightened of it. Mm. Uh, or fearful that you're trying to manipulate them in yeah. some way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, which can cause you to then try and lock that down. Yeah. And I'd, I'd encourage people listening in, if you do, you know that you've got intuitive abilities there, you know, just to be, um, just to be proud of that and to mm -hmm. know that you can, you can learn to navigate that and then become more discerning when you share it and who you share it with i think that's what i've learned over the years is it's the sort you, of how to share it and yeah. also to find a few people that you don't actually have to be careful with exactly you, know, you go ah help and, <laughs> and i go right okay fine tea right sit down okay now <laughs> tell me what about tell me all about it kind of thing yeah. If you've got a few of those, you know, a handful will do. Yeah, because you can reach out to them and know. And you're not alone. Yeah, exactly. You're not stuck with it on your own. Exactly. And then it's then it becomes power, more powerful mm. because you can share experiences without judgment and you start what I've found. I've been fortunate to find lots of people that share you know that that sense of 
the way things are in the world and you share learnings with each other and you help each other by talking about a difficult situation you've encountered and they'll say oh yeah I've had something like that and you know so it's comfort as well isn't it reassuring isn't it and I mean I'd say and I, I I don't know you know are you open if people want to contact you as someone to talk to Jules yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's fascinating because, again, I notice um, with Glee um, that people will come to me um, when I'm particularly when I'm out and about exhibiting art, but also from my online presence yes. as well. And they will say, oh, I need to talk to you about Scottish wildcats or, mm. you know, I'm really drawn to this particular painting and I don't know why because I've never really paid attention and you know it's almost like their energy is drawn or I'm and, and I'm drawing them and then we have these amazing conversations which is which is what I love because I feel with the animal present albeit in in my art form but the energy is there I think that helps people to open up a bit more as well and share, I just share my I start off sharing sort of small things about how I connect with the animal. Yes. I know just what you mean. That's how I feel. Or, yes. you know, oh, I never told anybody this before. And then, yeah, and then Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I have the same sort of thing. And, yes, um, you know, I'm open. Contact me through the website. There's lots of stuff on Jules' website and mine. Do contact me if you want someone to talk to about this because yeah. it is necessary. It is, and it feels like it's good to know that people are, as many people as possible, are, uh, awakening these natural abilities and that they get somebody, at least, that says it's okay. In fact, it's more than okay. It's, it's really great. <laughs> and, but it is a state of, it can be a state of vulnerability, can't it? And Am I going to get, you know, humiliated? Me? Are they going to shun me? Are they going to all the things that people do? No. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it is sort of important. Now, you've just brought us to something which um, I started off with because I've been mm-hmm. looking through um, Jules' website and the pictures on there. And, of course, you know, I keep going, oh, 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 to all of them. But today when I was looking through earlier this morning, one particular one came up and I'm going to share screen and bring, for me, it's her, but I know for you, it's him. Uh, well, they don't. they're not they're defined by their gender. <laughs> well, I think they'd be, they'd be to whoever you are, um, okay. what you need. Now, this is a Scottish wildcat, a picture of a Scottish wildcat. And he, she, she, he, whichever you want, is really looking at me on the screen here and hopefully to you too. Um, I've always been fascinated by them. I have been close to them um, through uh, Abernethy Wildlife Park and seen them up close there and actually been close to the, the cage that they're in and been able to talk to them. They've not run away, they've stayed and actually talk to them. And for me, they're what I call my familiar spirit. I've always had a cat like this, and it took me a while before I knew it was a Scottish wildcat, of course. Um, Always there, like, around in the background of my life, maybe, you know, invisible, but there. 
and I just I'm just in love with them and so I wanted to talk to Jules because I find I learn so much from my wildcat and I think you do too I mean like when you were painting this one yeah oh yeah definitely I I um, again it's sort of that daydream state where I'm spending lots of hours like just looking at them and watching them emerge and and finding that I'm doing things to create the piece yeah that not entirely of my logical mind let's put yeah. it that way it's almost like what do you mean that color oh okay let's try it oh you know um, so, and different techniques to create the look and so for me it's it's almost like a a deep connection, animal communication connection that goes on right from them initially saying, you're going to create an image of me now, aren't you? And I say, okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> happens, you know, I don't say, oh, I'm going to do this now. I always say, who, who is next? Yeah. And sure yeah. enough, they come and they are, they, they share their beautiful personalities but also their collective species energy their collective consciousness comes through yeah. very powerfully and it's a you know and you can feel the ancient nature of them all yeah. um i always love the indigenous peoples in africa that i've been lucky enough to speak to or say they are our ancestors yes yeah uh, they come to help us yeah. to stay or regain um, balance and equilibrium because all life is centered on equilibrium and, and is it's you know equilibrium is essential for life mm. so, so yeah so so I have this you know beautiful however long it takes because I'll normally work with them over a number of days yes yeah normally I do about an hour and then have to get up and and have a you know change of state and move my body and have a drink or whatever um, and back and every time I come back that connection comes in and these these magnificent beings just I mean it's just bliss um to connect with them and yet you know it's always I say with the Scottish wildcat it's not soft and fluffy oh no 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 it it's here we are and this is our message for you mm. and you better be listening because it's really important that you yeah. pay attention and and I love that. I love the directness of that power in their being. And and a lot of it for me is about um, it's about commanding respect. Yes, and standing in your own power. I mean, you, you're saying something like that on the page here beside this wild cat. And for me. A cat is a cat is a cat, and a Scottish wild cat is I am me, this is me, this is my power. You can do this too. Yes, you can be you. Yes, you can stand in your power. Exactly, exactly. Just feed, feed on my energy as we go through, and and you will be fine. Yes. Things like, you know, holding your ground, you say, in the steady to hold your ground and what is most important to you. Yes. And, and, and it's about not suffering fools gladly as well. No, no they don't. No. <laughs> if you're 
abuse or you're not emanating the right energetic field, they will hiss at you. And what, what makes me chuckle is people are often will say about Scottish wildcats, you know, oh, they're so grumpy. Um, and I think, no, they're not really. They're just telling you to get out of their space. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you know, no, I am not Tiddles, and no, I'm not going to play with a piece of string and think it's a mouse. <laughs> and that wild, that wild is there to show us our wildness as well. And uh, and I think we we can. I I love the wilderness, and I know a lot of people like yourself do as well. But yeah. it can also as we mentioned a while back, it can also be quite frightening as well. Yeah. Uh, or the, the teachings that we've had about wild behaviour is not necessarily what this sort of wilderness is about because this is true um, cosmic power in balanced form. And as humans... Sadly, we've we've wandered quite considerably off understanding what that really means in the main. Can we give uh, them a moment just looking into this cat's eyes? Just uh, really looking. Absolutely. So just spend a moment looking back at the cat and seeing the cat see you. Mm. Mm, I don't know how that was for you, Julie, but uh, it's so beautiful to be seen. Yes. Yeah. It's a, a pure um, visibility, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And there's no judgment in there, as you said. Exactly. It's just, I am seeing you. Yeah. Exactly as you are. And it's okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I'll stop him now. And if you want him, all you need to do is go back on Julie's website. There he is. <laughs> but it's so powerful. Mm. And as you were saying, using the pictures to help people as well. And yeah. what we can learn from them is, I mean, you, your experience with Indigenous people in Africa, but with my own Indigenous people here, I was brought up. These are our ancestors. They've been here millions of years longer than us. They know so much more than we do. And they're all willing to show us. And they have their own particular characteristics, like wildcat is very there standing in their power in their presence we can do that as well and yeah. the other animals have their thing that they can tell you as well exactly exactly and that's for me that's where it all fits together in understanding our part mm. in this big jigsaw puzzle um, and their part and how we can honour all of those parts 
um, especially when we realise that they're all in us as well. Yes. Yeah. And that's the realisation. And, you know, I can't remember who said it, but somebody said something along the lines of, you know, if we only remembered that we are all one, we wouldn't ever do harm to any other. I, I, I can't remember who it is either, but it's certainly the way I was brought up, you know, this is just as important, you know, this animal is just as important as you are. Yeah. That's and it. I think that is just so vital, so important for all of us to have. Yeah. And it goes across our own species, doesn't it? You know, do we is it is it possible for us to to see all humans um as equals? Yeah. And it's it's not easy to do that when you get into the examples of what about this person or what about this person and yet that's the that's the challenge I guess of learning how to to navigate in our life however long we've got Mm. and the choice to make about how we do that and what we bring and what we create in our lifetime is all around being able to to remember that we are all part of each other yeah no matter how you might not want to acknowledge that mm. uh, it's there and we can help to shift that with that that sort of ripple out with our own energy yeah. and-, mm. and i think too it's important to remember that you don't have to like everybody else just to treat them decently exactly you don't have to condone behavior mm. or agree with with beliefs yep. and yet it is about, you know, we don't, we find it challenging enough to understand ourselves and our own path. Never mind anybody else's. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, I found from my own psychology and coaching work that people need to feel that other people are like them, which I think we touched on a little in a way earlier, because otherwise they don't feel validated for themselves. Yeah. And it's quite okay for somebody not to be like you. Yeah. But you don't have to like that. You don't have to be friends with them. You don't have to speak to them or have anything to do with them if you don't wish to. Mm -hmm. And that is not part of treating somebody equally, whether you like somebody. If you don't like somebody, then it's probably best if you just stay out of their space and they stay out of yours because you don't irritate each other. And then you'll be fighting it down. I shouldn't feel like that. I shouldn't feel like that. But heck, you do. Mm. So, you know, you don't, as people say, certainly in business, we just don't click. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's searching for, if you have to work with, well, you don't have to, if you want some choice, but uh, you're working with somebody that you don't get on with, um, it's about where is it that we have a common ground yes assist each other with our different abilities and skills and can we find that and can we find a way of making that work Mm. Uh, and and again I think the animals show us that because whenever around an animal when you have stepped over a boundary they will let you know it might be very subtle and you might need to learn how to understand that subtlety. It might not be subtle. It might be a big hiss from a Scottish wildcat. Or... Might, yeah, or a swipe or something, yeah. But it might be just something like, 
you know, you go to touch, so you go to touch the cat, your cat even, and mm. they'll go, mm -hmm. and it's like, not now. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the same thing, you know, if I, there could be moments when I could rush up to you and want to give you a hug and it would be like, no, no, not now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's tuning into that subtle non-verbal communication often that that is also important because that also helps us to become much more aware of ourselves and what we're feeling in our body. Yes. Uh, so that we can go, well, why is my body feeling like this now? And what is that giving me clues about in terms of perhaps I need to slow down or mm -hmm. I need to go a different way home tonight or yes. whatever, you know, yeah. and that, uh, that they call them whispers. So you do have to be listening from your heart or you won't hear them. And that's the missing part of intuition for a lot of people, I think, we're if we get so busy and noisy and agitated, the the receivers are shut down because it's all outgoing. Yeah, uh, you can't pick up. You won't pick up a radio wave if you're sending if you're blocking the signal yeah. with your transmission stuff going out. No, you won't pick up the signal, and you don't even pick up the signals for yourself. You know, maybe you've been standing all day or doing something, and your back is there screaming. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got to do. Oh, I've got to do this. And your back is there. So I'm going to give up in a minute. Yeah. I really am. I'm going to give up in a minute. You know. And you've got to pick up all those body signals as well. Like I'm actually too tired to do this. Yeah. Exactly. And then you come across the next problem, which we'll probably go into next time. I think we have a chit chat. Um, is like being able to admit that a to yourself. Like mm -hmm. I'm not fit to drive this morning. Yeah. Um, I'm not fit to do this this morning. Yeah. I, I've got a headache and it's not going away. And, you know, sorry, guys, I'm not available until this yeah. it's gone. And yeah. being then yeah. able to sort of say, you know, like I might have appointments, you know, calls or something tomorrow morning and I've got a headache and I can't be there for the people because the headache won't let me. And so, sorry, guys, I'm not well. I will be with you again as soon as I can. Yeah. And you're not a wimp for being that. Somebody was saying to me they felt like a wimp when they said that. Well, it's again all old conditioning mm. uh, over matter and yeah. force and the body as a slave. Yeah. You know, it's that whole thing of, you know, what did somebody say? I can't remember. I think it might have been Ken Robinson uh, said something. <laughs> Uh, you see these highly academic people uh, whose bodies are merely vehicles for moving their brains from one meeting to another. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's true, though. And it, no, it isn't. It's the whole damn thing that keeps you alive, for goodness sake. Please take care of it. <laughs> and so powerful as well. Our, our body, you know, doesn't lie. And it gives us so much rich information and will save us so much heartache and and difficulty and suffering if we just learn <laughs> change those those patterns that we've been taught. Just um, learn to listen to body and learn to listen to instincts and learn to listen to intuition. And then add in the brain as well, because that can be useful. Yeah, the brain's very helpful as long as it's not roost. That's my belief. <laughs> also, it's, it, you're not trying to um, say, 
people say things like, I think I feel, and I have a tendency to say, which? (laughs) (laughs) And you you don't think, you don't feel with your thinking apparatus. And so don't, and I have a laugh with people, I'm sort of saying, you know, when when you're trying to have emotions with your brain, it's a little bit trying to take a screw out with a hammer. Yeah, that's good. That's connected. <laughs> um, so it's really good to get back. And the animals teach us this because they do. They do. And you know, um they'll they'll show up in your life, I find, when there's a special message for you that you've either been um ignoring or you haven't been ready to hear it. Um and again, I get a lot of people that come to me and say, I just keep seeing this animal. They just keep turning up either physically or I just keep, I open a book and I put the television on and there they are. Well, you know, what does this mean? And, you know, it's lovely to be able to sort of say, well, you know, if you look at the, you know, if you look at who they are and what what their key qualities are, then that might give you some clues. And it it always, you know. It always does, yeah. Get that now, yeah. So... It's beautiful, beautiful teachings from nature. Indeed it is. On which case, I think we will close down for this time. But hopefully, Jules, we can do it again, you know, in a month or so. I'm very always happy to have a chat with you. I think people are enjoying it. I hope they are. I hope you're all enjoying it. And do get in touch with us and tell us. And we are available if you need someone to talk about with your difficult subjects that you haven't really got anybody else to talk about. We are here for that. All of Jules' connections will be in the show notes. Bye for now, everybody. Bye. Oh, hey, I hope you enjoyed that. Hope it pulled out some new ideas and new ways of looking at life, the universe and everything. And I'd love to know your comments, so do send them to me. Doing and being badassery is fun. It makes your heart sing. And that helps everyone. And it helps you put the soul back in your life and in your business. Business, when it's really working, is fun, full of badass reality and makes your heart sing. So let's stick all those rubbish old work ideas of toil and drudgery in the compost caddy. Let's recycle them into something fun and useful. That's what badassery is about, having fun and being useful. If you'd like more, get on my website www.ellensentier.com Sign up for my newsletters and check out my lives and vlogs. Let's get to know each other. Let's get together, have fun, grow your life and make your heart sing. Let's be real. Come on, let's light our fires. Mm -hmm.